Hey guys, how's everybody doing? I'm Andrew Bird, and I'd like to uh, thank you for joining us in The Bird's View. This will be a political and news-driven podcast, uh, something I'm stepping out of my comfort zone. I generally discuss tech and video games and that sort of um, area, but a lot of you have been asking for my opinions on several different uh, news articles, and I figured I'd start this podcast up as more of an ability for me to branch out, provide you with something I don't normally do, and give you the opportunity to hear my uh, explanations on it. Now, first of all, let's get the big one out of the issue. I know this is going to be a big driving topic for many, many years. Uh... Gun control. Now, I I do enjoy guns, so that that should be noted first of all. I I am totally in with people buying guns. We own guns in my home. I have no problem if you want to purchase a gun. That that's never been an issue. I have an issue with people who maybe do not have the mental stability to properly own or use these style weapons and they can lead to some horrific and, you know, depressing situations. That I am fully aware of. But I, I do not oppose anybody with their, their right to purchase a weapon. However, I do not think it is the, the constitutional right. We all seem to believe it is. That the second uh, amendment is worded slightly different. It's, you know, in recent years been used and really whatever way we decided to. I'm sorry if there's some background noise currently. It's really kind of been perverted a little bit. The second amendment uh, states a well-regulated regiment. Uh, but th- that, that's neither here nor there. I really want to talk about controlling guns, uh more effectively than we currently are. I think that the idea of maybe limiting the amount of bullets one can uh, get a clip for in the future, or the maybe that it has to have a proprietary uh, clip-changing mechanism. These are, these are things I, I, I like because they don't thoroughly change anything you're used to, but they do kind of give you a nice area from where to start. I mean, as a comic book fan, most of you uh, probably listening to this have seen my website a thousand times, and you're probably all aware I was I was utterly devastated by what happened in the Aurora shooting. So much so, when it came for us as a website, not only as a website, but for us as a podcast um, with all things geeks to review Batman, we we kind of had to step away. We 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 thought it'd be inappropriate to review this, given what had happened, and it was. It was a very big hit because a lot of people were going, you know, I, I I'm not going to dictate either way whether they should take their kids to go see Batman. That is, that is solely a, a parent's choice to make, whether they feel their child is old enough to handle that content. So. That, that's something that they must, the, the parent themselves must take into effect. And more or less, it, it ruined what many of these kids saw. They, they, they went from, from being, you know, oh yes, son, Batman's a made up thing. It's not real. You don't have to worry about this to 
but dad, he dressed up as the Joker. How do I, how do I deal with this? Or a kid breaking into a school and, and shooting up a bunch of other kids. These are things that I just, I don't want to see happen. I know this is weeks later out from when it's happened, but it's still such, such a huge thing. Even worse than that, when I see people go on like Morgan, or Piers Morgan and go, 1776 will rise again if you try to take our guns. No one is trying to take your, your guns. <laughs> They're just wanting stricter laws. I think, I think it's so ridiculous that we're unwilling to change this simple thing. But if you're a drunk driver, if you smoke, if you like weed, if you're a homosexual, all of these absurd things, we're, we're willing to help go and change these. You know, if you're gay, you can only get married here. You can't get married somebody someplace else. If you smoke, you can only do it in certain areas. If you drink, you cannot drive. If you're above a, if you're at zero point eight, you're illegally intoxicated. Every year I hear let's drop that, but I never hear let's change guns, and that's what annoys me. That's what really drives my my goal. It's so frustrating that people in the same breath will say. Nothing's wrong with guns. But man, those smokers. Those some terrible people. It's just an absurd comment. And it should not be made. You should be willing to come to the table and go, Listen, I am a total enthusiast. I love guns. I enjoy using them. I enjoy everything about them. But I don't want my... Uh... Group. Let's let's put this. I don't want my group of people, my gun fellow enthusiasts and advocates, to be considered in the same group as those people that go out and murder another with a gun. I want us to be completely different. That is a stand I think everyone who owns a gun or doesn't like a gun should be willing to say. We understand there are two sides. There are people who love guns and use guns, and there are people that are not mentally stable enough to use a weapon. That's the two different sides. It's not like they coincide. They never cross. It is people who have some sort of issue, be it mentally, be it that they're having a bad week, something's happened to where they are no longer in a stable condition, and they decide that using a weapon would be better than anything else. That is what I'm talking about. These people make these conscious decisions to do this, and we act like nothing's happened. And it's, it's so absurd why shouldn't we take the steps, the necessary steps, to make weapons less available to, or do a more intensive background check, do something? I would hate if someone walked in and shot my niece or nephew. I love my niece and nephew. But I'm fully willing to say, hey, listen, while I enjoy and use these weapons, I do believe changes should be made. I think that's where we're at as a culture. If we're not willing to make the changes, you should not be leading a party of gun, uh, you shouldn't be leading the NRA. I'm sorry. If you're not willing to say, if you, first of all, the idea that more guns protects more people, that's just ridiculous. That's like saying more drugs, people quit doing drugs. No, they're going to keep using them <laughs> to an excess. So that that was a little ridiculous. Larry Pratt, um, on the number of gun deaths in England, 970 versus 15,000 here. I mean, that's just a big number. Even though Pierce said it was 50, I, mean, I don't care what number you want to look at. It's different. Um, let's let's take a look at this. Um, this this article just got sent to me. Transgender teacher sues Catholic prep school for alleged discrimination. 
This is from CNN. Marge, um, oh god, Marge Kro- Mark Krawowski has shoulder-length brown hair. He likes to wear multiple earrings. French ridicule his nares. His teachers call him Mr. K. Kowalski, 59, is taught at St. Francis Preparatory School, a 150-year-old institution in Queens, New York, until he was laid, until that school then laid him off. He alleges discrimination because he is a transgender, and the school's attitude has changed to him eight months after he's come out. He's recently filed lawsuits with the principal. Teaching is my life, and I feel that it has been taken away from me. So, they're basically because he, I'm guessing, is becoming a woman. Um, because that's the only way transgender is making sense in this whole situation, is what what happened. So, we'll see. I, I don't, these are some of the cases I don't fully understand because there's a lot of he said, she said, but he said, but she said going on, and it, it does tend to muddy the situations. Uh... When a pet travel engine tragedy. These are, these are sad when when you send your pet home and a safety's not provided, and your dog dies or whatever animal you travel with. It's very it's very sad. Um, I kind of want to flip over to another another heavy topic but a topic that I, I didn't talk too much about on my my podcast be, because I almost felt it dealt more with with this uh, more with the political a political sense on how we should review it a data crusader a defendant and now a cause Aaron Schwartz the 26 year old technology wonder kid who killed himself on Friday was remembered as a great programmer and proactive thinker by a handful of students who attended this uh, memorial it is a very, very sombering time to view this young man. He took his life after facing 50 years in jail and was allegedly going to be forced to pay uh, $4 million or $40 million. One of the two. They hadn't... The, the number gets messed up a little bit. Um, but basically what happened is he... He he did something he wasn't supposed to by releasing documents um, that he felt should be open and that they weren't supposed to be open. Uh, okay. He was charged in July with data theft after downloading over 4 million articles from JOSRT, an online academic junior database, while using the MIT computer network. Swartz was charged with 13 fellow counts, faces decades in prison and $4 million in fine. His federal trial was set to begin next month. All 13 counts against rest, uh, man, I'm sorry, I'm trying to read this to you guys, uh, oh my gosh, it keeps changing size on me, I don't like that, no, and then I keep losing it, this is, it's one of these articles that's buried within an article, it's really, it's very hard to get it to the appropriate size for reading. Um, all 13 counts rest on the idea that he stole or damaged JORSRT and MOT and MIT property. Uh, of course, both they they faced problems with the thing being stressed. Uh, so, 
It was it was very JSRT. This this is really a very weird case. So I don't I don't know how to view this because on one side yes information should be given to the public but on the other side this is it's very it's strange he he did something wrong knowingly but at no point do I want to make it seem like this guy was a terrible person but he didn't I mean he clearly did things bad. It's, it's 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 difficult. And then of course we go into all things digital. They have a family of hacktivists. Aaron Schwartz accuses MIT U.S. Attorney for contributing to his IC. The family and friends of Aaron Schwartz, the famed internet hack hacktivist who took his own life on 26, released a public statement placing some of the blame for Stuart Schwartz on Massachusetts Institute of Technology, as well as the U.S. Attorney's Office. Aaron's death is not simply a personal tragedy. It's a product of a criminal justice system rife with, int oh my gosh, intimidation and prosecutorial overreach. The statement read: "The decisions made by the officials in the U.S. attorneys and MIT contributed to his death." Schwartz, long regarded as one of the major proponents of a free and open internet to further the spread of information, was why was indicted in. July of 2011 for federal charges of illegally accessing documents on JOSRT, the online digital library that hosts academic journal articles, books, and primary sources. His alleged crime involved downloading nearly 5 million articles off the service on MIT's campus network. He faced upwards of 30 years in jail or 30 years in prisons along with $1 million in fines. After Schwartz turned over his hard drives, JSRT decided not to pursue him on any legal action against him. The case is one we ourselves had regretted to be drawn into from the outside, since JSRT's mission is to foster widespread access to the world's body and social art system. JSRT also wrote on Saturday in this statement to public host its own website. At the same time, one of the largest archives of scholarly literature in the world, we must be careful in taking steps, careful stewards of information obtained and trusted by owners and creators of the content. To that end, Aaron returned the data he had, he had in his possession and JSRT settled any civil... Gosh dang it, this is really getting annoying that this thing keeps flipping. It's the, They don't know how to properly put their articles on here, so it's really, it's really tough. Um, and settled any civil claims we might have had against him in June 2011. But U.S. Attorney... Attorneys Carmen Ortez and Steve Human backed the federal government and continued to pursue the prosecution of Schwartz with the tactic support of MIT behind them. Said Ortez in 2011, stealing is stealing, whether you're using computer, computer command or crowbar, whether you take documents, or documents, data, or dollars. Earlier on Saturday, acclaimed academic friend of Schwartz, Lawrence Lichert, oh, the Sage, suggested that Ortiz, that Ortz Steadfast pursuit of sorts was outlandish and necessary, and part though, that, and part though not the direct cause of what brought Swartz to the grim solution. He chose. From the beginning, the government worked as hard as it could to characterize Aaron in the most extreme, absurd way. Lessage wrote on his own personal. Anyone who says 
that there is money to be made on a stash of academic articles as either an idiot or a liar. It was clear that this was not yet our... It was clear this was not, yet our own government continued to push after it had caught 9-11 terrorists red-handed. Neither the U.S. Attorney Office nor MIT immediately responded to the emailed request. Okay, let's be honest. Maybe the punishment shouldn't have been as severe for this young man. I fully understand that. But we also must understand that he did do something wrong. He should not have stolen those documents, and that it is technically stealing. While there is no money to be made, there is intellectual properties at stake. While you view it as no money, the writers of these articles do view it as money. They get their funding and their scholarship through what they're researching. At any point we take away their, their ability to do that, we've pretty much taken away their livelihood. That is where we, we, we have to, to step back from, from viewing this as he did nothing wrong to where... Yes, he potentially took away jobs of scientists or jobs of whatever aforementioned field they were in. So we really have to consider that. Did he steal these documents or did he just simply use them? That, uh, we'll never know the answer. The young man took his life, which is very sad. And anytime someone takes their life, that's a, it's a very saddening moment. But on the same, the same record, I think this needs to be stated. If you're going to continue to willingly download documents, data, information, you don't have the rights to. It does eventually catch up. Whether it be Microsoft blaming you for one copy of Windows 8 and you get a $10,000 lawsuit, which you think is absurd, or you just simply downloading an article that you don't feel... You should have paid for, or game, or movie. People are putting their life and money into these articles, these movies. Everything you do, someone has taken the time to, to, to craft. We always complain that there's never enough jobs. But we, we also take this attack, and I'm, I'm extremely level. Let's, let me say that before, before I finish that. We, we, we do complain there's no jobs. But we also complain at the same point that we have to spend money on things. As part of a generation of only being 22, my generation definitely takes the approach we should download things. And I fully am aware what I did was wrong. I did it at a time, and I feel terrible about it now. I've since tried to make up for most everything I, I illegally downloaded. Because the older I got, the more the the more wrong I, I realized it was. I went into a category, a job where, while it's not much, my articles, my podcast, my videos are all I have. And if they were compromised and used in a way that was not my own, I wouldn't have anything. I would just simply be another person complaining, or another person out of a job. While this podcast is not sponsored, this is my own and individual ideas being put forth on this uh, podcast. We're not getting paid for it. This was just simply asked by a community to be posted. I decided to post it. I do think what happened is terrible. This young man, you know, I can't say it enough, should not have taken his life. I feel at some point we th this could have been handled better, but... At the same point, I do feel that 
we we should we should punish for when you know what you've done is wrong. But the severity of the punishment strongly needs to be looked at. This man clearly did not deserve 50 years in jail. When JOS when JSTOR announced they were going to publicly host a website, the the amount in which he was being uh, held at should have been lessened. MIT probably should have stepped forward and said, "We do we don't want to seek you know full punishment. We do we do want recoup for when our system was down. Something like that." Instead, we're left with a situation that is both muddy and confusion. We're left with a young man who is no longer here, but we're also left with questions and answers I don't think I can give you or anyone else can give you. It's, it's, it's a tragedy, and it's one I can't easily explain. I couldn't easily explain it to my niece, my nephew, my older brother. I can barely explain it to myself. While what he did was wrong, is the punishment fit what he did? D- do we complain? I, I, I know this isn't really a good one, but on Napster, Lars Ulrich of Metallica did in fact download his own album. Whether he's a millionaire or not, he used an illegal service to get his own album. How should we feel about that? Should he be punished for the same thing? He, I mean, even though it was his, he obtained it illegally. It's a very weird and a hazed field with the internet and what you are and are not allowed to do with it. The The easiest way for me to look at it is it's almost like comic books. There's no code right now. There's no ESRB. There, there's no nothing to rate or monitor what you are and are not allowed to do. It's kind of just the wild, wild west. You do as you feel. This might be something that you want to look into as the future and really really debate what this means going forward on how you want to view. Should we be allowed to do whatever we want or should we maybe step back, take the glasses off and look through a much more defined scope? Or maybe put the glasses on and look through a very, a very clear scope. It's not up to me. I can't make that decision for you. I can only help you. And what I think might be the best way is to lessen the sentence here. 50 years is a long time. Maybe two to four years. Maybe probation with paying 500000 back. I have no idea. But clearly, we're without a person. And anytime without a person, it's almost a great loss. Andrew Bird, this is the bird's eye view. Hope you guys come back tomorrow while I discuss other uh, topics going around in our world today. And we will discuss the Lance Armstrong doping incident. Hope you guys have a great day. Why don't you go cuddle, hug your loved ones, kiss them. Tell them how much you care for them. Because these are times where we're not sure how a person's going to feel from one day to the next. It's very bad times. I wish everyone the best of luck and I hope that we'll have you back tomorrow as a listener. Thank you. Good night.